This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Coming up on Vancouver Consumer, are you warm enough? If you're not, my next guest can help. Uh, he can keep you cooler in the summer as well. We'll talk to Rory Stubbs from Moore & Russell about the new technology that can keep you and your family a lot more comfortable. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. I'm Martin Strong. Do you have a variable rate mortgage? Well, things are going to get a little more expensive if you do. Mortgage broker Leah Zlatkin says the Bank of Canada's interest rate hike on Wednesday, up to 4.5%, up another quarter percent, will make variable rate mortgages even more costly. Now that the interest rate is higher, Zlatkin says prime rates can be expected to rise to about 6.7%. Variable rates will be set at about 5.75% and above. She says this is a very stressful time, not only for homeowners, but for people who are looking to get into the market. Are you having trouble finding a family doctor? You're not alone. It's one of the many challenges facing our healthcare system. And this week, Vancouver Kingsway NDP Member of Parliament Don Davies was demanding immediate federal action. Davies, who is the New Democrat health critic, says worker burnout, lack of access to family physicians, and surgical backlogs are the result of decades of federal underfunding. He accuses conservative premiers of using the crisis as an excuse for privatization and urges Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to forge a deal with the provinces to protect the public health care system. The union representing firefighters in Vancouver is sounding the alarm over a lack of resources to address Vancouver's growing demands for emergency services. The lower local chapter of the International Association of Firefighters says fire and rescue personnel responded to more than 65,000 calls last year, including 7,000 related to drug overdoses. It says that represents an 18% increase in demand since 2018, and the city needs to hire 55 more firefighters to meet the need. The union says it also recorded a 70% increase in outdoor fires, and it's especially concerned about safety in vulnerable neighborhoods, especially like those on the downtown east side. Changes are coming to the Nexus Trusted Traveler system this year. The, this spring, U.S. border agents will be allowed to interview Nexus applicants at select Canadian airports before boarding a U.S.-bound flight. But first applicants must take part in a separate appointment-only interview with Canadian agents at a Nexus Airport Enrollment Centre. Eligible airports are here in Vancouver, as well as Montreal, Halifax, Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa, and Winnipeg. The CEO of Via Rail says passengers who were stuck on the train for 18 hours last month were in a unique situation. Martin Landry says a parliamentary committee on Thursday that Via fell short on communicating with passengers swept up in widespread delays over the Christmas long weekend due to weather and a train derailment. Landry said Via will not shy away from its responsibilities and that he believes it would be best if the passenger rail system had its own tracks. Home Depot has been sharing your data 
with Facebook, according to Canada's privacy watchdog. Philippe Dufresne says Home Depot shared the data that it has from electronic receipts, and that includes encoded email addresses and in-store purchase information. So if you had a Facebook account, Meta, the company that owns Facebook, compared what you bought at Home Depot to the advertisements sent over the platform to measure and report on how effective the ads were. Dufresne says Home Depot did stop sharing customer information with Meta last October. And like a lot of nature-based tourist attractions, Banff tourism officials want people to get out of their cars when they're enjoying the great outdoors. They want to see more public transportation and fewer private vehicles in the most heavily visited parts of the national park. The CEO of Banff and Lake Louise Tourism says private vehicle traffic is one of the area's biggest challenges to achieving sustainability. Leslie Bruce says a document outlining its development plans for the next decade also focuses on educating visitors on how to respect the wilderness that they're visiting. Her comments come after Parks Canada got a lot of criticism for banning private vehicles on the road to Moraine Lake, one of Banff's most popular spots. This is Vancouver Consumer. And when we come back, some great advice to keep your home nice and warm in the cold and cool and comfortable when it gets hot this summer. There's a bunch of new technology when it comes to heating and cooling. And Moore and Russell know all about it. That's coming up next when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back. And last week on Vancouver Consumer, I was talking about the biggest snowfall that Vancouver ever had in one day. It happened uh, January 21st, 1935, 45 centimeters fell in one day. And one of the big concerns was people being able to heat their houses because back then a lot of houses stayed warm from furnaces that were powered by burning sawdust. And that sawdust had to be constantly delivered because you'd go through it pretty quickly. And the trucks just couldn't get through in the snow. And it got me thinking about how far heating and cooling, for that matter, has come in the Lower Mainland and at the forefront of all the new technology to keep our homes comfortable is Moore and Russell Heating and Air Conditioning. They have locations all over the Lower Mainland. You can find them online at mrheating.com. And from Moore and Russell, Rory Stubbs is with me now. Hi, Rory. How are you? Hi, Martin. Good, thanks. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Uh, and I guess nobody's heating their home with sawdust anymore. I certainly hope not, uh, to be honest with you. That's a new fact that I just learned there as well. That's, uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, the, the home that I live in is really old, and uh, I was told that it was originally kept warm by burning sawdust. But I guess in the olden days, there was a ton of sawdust. So I want to talk about the new technology. I mean, how quickly mm-hmm. is technology moving when it comes to to furnaces and air conditioning and, and air quality and that kind of stuff. So, you know, that, you know, that question for out West here is a little different for say out East, right? Because of our tempered climate um, and our, you know, relatively mild winters to the rest of Canada and our, our, and our nice summers, right? So that technology has been around for quite a while, but the new heat pumps and high efficiency furnaces are starting to become super popular out here in Vancouver because, 
you know, as you know, our summers are getting a little hotter, a little longer. Um, sometimes we have a little cold snap, like you mentioned, in December and everything. So the technology to us here in the lower mainland is a little new, um, but heat pumps, high-efficiency furnace, up to 99% efficient now furnaces can get, as opposed to, say, a mid-efficient furnace that's been around for, you know, for 30, 40 years that some people have. And we come across those every single day. Right. And let's talk about the heat pump, because all I hear about mm-hmm. are, are heat pumps. And for people who, who might not be, uh, you know, up to date, uh, what is a heat pump? Right. So, you know, we get that question all the time. Um, that's one of the first questions. BC Hydro, the, the provincial and federal governments have a lot of um, ad, uh, a lot of advertisements, a lot of rebates yeah. being talked about. And that's a question we get. So a, a heat pump, essentially, without getting too technical for anybody, is really... Uh, an air conditioner with a reverse gear. So an air conditioner itself is already a very basic heat pump. It takes the heat from in your house or, or one location and throws it outside. With a heat pump, you get to choose where the heat goes, right? So in the winter, you can extract heat from the air when it's cool out and put it into your home. And then in the summer, you turn on the cooling and then it extracts the heat from your home and puts it outside. Now, I get a lot of questions about but what, what happens when it's cold outside, right? And how does the heat pump take heat from there's no preserve, preserved heat outside, right? So right. I always use the example of, you know, if you look at minus 2 to say, you know, uh, minus, uh, sorry, minus 10 to minus 2, um, there's a difference in that feeling of the minus 2 to the minus 10, right? So there's heat in that variance of temperature. So the heat pump is able to extract that tiny little bit of heat that's out there, condense it, and then put it into your home. Right. Uh, it sounds like magic, but it works. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and and it, it, it's, uh, it's an economical way of doing things, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, sawdust, for example, right? You got to get the sawdust. You got to have a truck or horse carriage at that time deliver it to you. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, energy um, to go into getting the sawdust to you, just like it is for, say, natural gas and everything. You're creating heat um, from a different, from a fuel source where, uh, you know, BC hydroelectricity in BC, we are so lucky here to have the infrastructure, the electrical infrastructure we have here. Um, And basically, like I said, when, you know, you're using an external heat source, either combustion or otherwise, with, with a fuel that's other than electric, um, you need to create that heat. So what a heat pump does is it's taking the heat that's already in the environment. And all the electricity in there is doing is it's compressing that heat. And it's, it's, it's condensing it and amplifying it and putting it into your house. So the reason why they're so much more effective and so much more efficient is that the electricity is just merely moving the heat, whereas if you're using an alternative source of fuel, that's um, generating the heat. And that, of course, takes a lot more effort and you know, a lot more moving parts and things like that. Um, you know, on that note, um, uh, even people that have electric heating already, so say for baseboards, a heat pump can actually be up to 300 times more efficient than electric baseboards in a house. So when we're talking about heat pumps and if somebody's looking to invest, it's not just moving from a, a gas furnace uh, or something like that. It's also highly beneficial for homeowners that heat with electric already uh, with baseboards, for instance. Right. And, and so what, what's, what's would the, I don't know if you know the answer to this, what's the percentage of people with a heat pump in the lower mainland? 
So, you know, um, hard to say. I would say, you know, most of our calls right now are about heat pumps. Um, and most of our consultations that we do are about that. Sometimes it's an AC. Right now, during the winter, it's a little bit of furnaces. But, um, you know, I, I would say it's pretty low right now because it's been two summers where, you know, two summers ago we had we, we had that, that heat dome, right? It was, you know, a, a tragic event in some ways, and it, it was a few weeks of extreme heat. Last year, too, we had, you know, a prolonged uh, period of, of very, very hot temperatures. So it, it's it's become much more pervasive now. Um, but it's still a very low percentage just because, you know, here we haven't generally needed air conditioners for, you know, a very long time because we'd only have a couple days in the summer that were, you know, a little uncomfortable to the fan on and you're fine. Um, it's it's really just now starting to become much, much more popular. Um, the, the rebates are one of the big reasons for, right, electrification of well, pretty much everything, right, electric cars, you know, yeah. electric heating for your house and everything, so. We're talking to Rory Stubbs, Moore and Russell Heating and Air Conditioning. Uh, you can find them online at uh, mrheating.com. And Rory, you were talking about uh, how uh, air conditioning was uh, pretty rare. I mean, I grew up here and I, I didn't know anybody who had air conditioning in their house, much less in their car. But nowadays, like you say, it's getting hotter and uh, air conditioning is becoming kind of crucial for some people. And uh, how how does an air, uh, a heat pump compare with a traditional way of doing things with air conditioning? I'm guessing it's a lot more efficient. It, 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 it is a lot more efficient. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, like I said, it's 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 essentially a way for you to choose where the heat goes. Right. So it's giving you comfort in all four seasons, um, hot or cold outside, depending on where it is. The you know, the the big difference, too, is, you know, many of the heat pumps today have variable speed motors in them, right, and compressors. And what that does, unlike an AC and you have a traditional air conditioner, it funks on and, and you, you hear that little rattle in your, in your vents and everything like that. What, what this does is has a constant flow and then regulates either the cooling or the heating as you need it and as your home needs it, right? So on a, you know, on a summer night where it's not as hot or humid as it was during the day, the unit itself can self-regulate to say, I don't need to be 100% on right now. I don't need to give you my full cooling capacity. I'm only going to give you 40% of it, right? And so that then modulates what you need. It's quieter. It's, it's much more efficient uh, to what it was. You know, the lifespan um, of a heat pump, there's studies out there that would show that, you know, the lifespan of a heat pump AC, about 15 years or so, the energy savings and maintenance savings on it can be upwards of $12,000 over that lifespan compared to an air conditioner. So there's many, many differences. The technology, again, is, is, is new technology in terms of the electronics and the timing um, and the, the temperatures they can go down to, right? You've got low ambient temperature units that can go to quite cold temperatures that will keep your home heated as well. Right. Yeah. We're talking to Rory Stubbs from uh, Moore and Russell. MRheating.com is the website. And you talked a little bit about the different needs of different places, you know, Vancouver mm -hmm. and the lower mainland versus say Ontario or Montreal mm -hmm. or Winnipeg. I mean, how, how well do heat pumps work for our BC climate? Are they kind of made for it? So, you know, the, the short answer is yes. Um, and because we have such a tempered climate compared to, again, compared to our neighbors in Alberta, 
you know, Calgary Edmonton, they can have swings from minus 20 to, you know, plus 10 in the, in the winter. You know, we will relatively stay at a constant pace and, and heat pumps are, are really, really well designed for that. Out, out east, if you have a heat pump, you, you will, chances are you will need a secondary source of heat for that, right? So it can be attached to your gas furnace. Um, it can go with a boiler, go with baseboards or things like that. Just, um, just so that when it does get to minus 10, minus 15 out east here, you know, we only have very short periods where we might experience um, some super cold days. And, you know, to us, a super cold day is minus eight, right? Not, yeah. you know, not minus 20 like it is in, in Winnipeg or anything. So the low ambient uh, units um, can handle that, right? But what's, what's really important is that you have somebody coming into your home and understanding your heat loss of your house, right? Is measuring your house, what direction is facing, how many windows you have, what type of windows do you have, right? Are they single pane, dual pane? Um, so that the proper calculation is done for sizing of the unit. We measure heat pumps in tonnage, which is 12,000 BTUs per ton. Um, and I'm sure most, most people are, are familiar with the BTU term because uh, you buy an air conditioner in the window in the store, it has that. So it, it, as long as when we go into a home and we're understanding the home, the size, how many rooms, how many windows, the thickness of the walls and how it's insulated, we can then do a proper calculation so that the right size unit is going to heat and cool your home all year long. So if someone goes online to mrheating.com to get to Moore and Russell and they call up you guys, Moore and Russell, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to say the website again, mrheating.com just so people know. Um, yeah. And so I'm guessing it's not a, as simple as, as you just coming over and installing it. You're going to make sure that it's perfect for that unit. Oh, absolutely. And this, and this is crucial for, for anybody, whether it's us or anybody else that anybody's speaking to about this, is the, you know, the, the longevity of the unit, 70% of how well your new home comfort system is, is going to function in your home is based off the installation and the correct sizing of the unit. So we have trained home comfort advisors, we call them, that will go out to your house. Now, these consultations take anywhere from 60 to 90 to two hours long um, because we're going in, we're making sure this is a, this, this can be a substantial investment and, and uh, in, in your home. So we need to make sure that whatever unit we're putting in there is solving all the challenges and whatever you want out of your home comfort system. Right. And, right. you know, some, some people think it's as simple as, well, I just need a heat pump and just put it in and we're good. You know, I always equate it to a car, right? There's a ton of cars out there, a ton of models, makes, and everything. And you add on a bunch of different options to whatever car you want and get, and like air conditioning, for instance, and stuff like that. Right. It's, it's the same for your home comfort system, right? There's, there's little bells yeah. and whistles you can get and things like that. That's why you have to call the experts. Moore and Russell Heating and Air Conditioning. They're at mrheating.com. You can also give them a call, 236 326 four, two, one, one to, uh, to, you know, to book them to come in and uh, do it right. And we're going to talk more about heat pumps and uh, whether or not a heat pump is right for your home. I have some more questions and we'll have more with Rory Stubbs from Moore and Russell heating and air conditioning. When Vancouver consumer continues right after this, this is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and we are talking about making your home comfortable, making sure you're warm in the winter, cool in the summer, and you want to make sure you're taking advantage of the new technology they have in that department. And at Moore and Russell Heating and Air Conditioning, they are at the forefront of this technology, especially with heat pumps. And we're talking about how heat pumps, you know, can can kind of be built for the BC climate. And Rory Stubbs is with me. And uh, a lot of people are saying, well, I have an old house. It's all, you know, it's all, it would need to be retrofitted. What do you say to that when someone says I have an old house, but I'm thinking about getting a heat pump? Yeah, so that's that's very common out here, right? Like as we talked about, British Columbia, the local mainland especially, was never, you know, constructed or geared towards. So often there's a lot of houses without ductwork, right? So heat right. pumps come in many shapes and sizes and, and different kinds. So there's what's called ductless mini split systems that has an outdoor unit, the same as an AC or a heat pump. And then the condensing or the cooling units or heating units are inside the home. And that's done through running the refrigeration lines from the outside inside your home. And those are great for condos, townhomes, um, and things like that. We can even do them in high rises and have the outdoor unit on the balcony. They're so quiet now that um, decibel bylaws and things like that, we make sure to check those and make sure they're meeting uh, strata bylaws and everything. But there's you know, very few limitations as to the type of house you live in. Um, for a heat pump. They're, they're really easy to install anywhere. And with a traditional, say, gas furnace um, home that's heated with ducting, we can install a heat pump on top of that, right? There's an outdoor unit, there's a unit that sits on top of the furnace inside um, that will give you supplementary heating with a fan from your furnace and then cooling like a traditional AC does in the summer. Right. So, so sometimes the heat pump is working alone and other times it's in tandem with another furnace system. Do I understand that correctly? Yep, absolutely. There's times with that too. Now, where it gets tricky, and we talked about the rebates a little bit, and this is kind of where we come in and, and are you know, experts in, in the rebates and because there's federal rebates, there's Fortis, there's BC Hydro and, you know, kudos to them. They have done a great job at really incentivizing people to look at heat pumps and transfer over. But there are certain conditions that need to be met in order to maximize that refund. And there can be refunds up to $11,000 for homeowners to install a heat pump in their home. Um, we, there's certain models and there's certain things that have to be met in certain criteria. And in certain cases, there's a home energy audit that has to be done as well. We manage that and we understand that for the customers, right? I always equate it to my taxes. I can do my own taxes and I can search what's the tax code in Canada and, and BC and get a ton of information that's out there. And I might be able to do it semi-properly and get a semi-decent refund. But if I go to an expert to do it, I know that that's all they do. And I'm going to get my maximum refund during tax time and it's done properly. It's the same as us here at Moore and Russell when it comes to heat pumps and everything like that. You know, we know how to install it. We know the right size for your home. And then we work with BC Hydro, Fortis, and the federal government um, and the energy auditors so that we're maximizing the returns. I can attest to that because every time I've ever uh, applied for a rebate, 
it's always been so confusing. And sometimes there's a, a federal one and a provincial one mm. or a municipal one. And uh, I definitely uh, wouldn't know where to start. So I, I guess it's important that you, and you guys know exactly what's going on. And it's probably uh, changing all the time. I, and, and that's exactly it, too. It's certain models and sizes and everything like that. And, you know, we take that worry away from the homeowner, right? We, you know, we'll give you the options. We'll tell you what rebates, um, you know, the government is currently offering and how it matches up and how it affects them. Right. With, you know, couple that with right now, we, we have a promotion with our 12 months, no payments, no interest and everything. Um, a lot of the homeowners now are actually getting their federal and provincial rebate checks back before they even have to start paying for their investment in their heat pump. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just it's more in Russell heating and air conditioning. We're talking to Rory Stubbs. Just go to mrheating.com. That's their website. It's everything you need to know. Um, and I guess the rebates, um, they've probably never been this high, have they? I, we've never seen anything like this. And it's, it's not just that it's the, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure as, as I drive into work and I'm listening to your station and, and, and my wife and, you know, Google home and everything like that, the, the, the advertising that Fortis and BC hydro is doing right now, there's a very large push, you know, to electrify uh, a lot of places, right. And a lot of things that we use. And, you know, I drive an electric car and that's because of some of the incentives that are out there and, and cleaner, um, you know, for, for, for the environment, the, the, you know, reason for the federal government, the provincial governments we're doing is, you know, so that we're hitting our climate change goals and, and lowering carbon and the footprint. And, you know, there's studies out there that show that, you know, homes um, are about 20 percent of um, some of the carbon contribution. Right. And six percent of that is through home heating. Um, so the incentives are out there is really. And again, we like I mentioned before, we are so fortunate here in, in, in British Columbia to have hydroelectric power and, 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 and an abundance of it and, and so cheap compared to, you know, some of our U.S. neighbors and even some of the other provinces. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier about uh, the savings over time, but I think mm-hmm. that was in the last segment. I think we should reiterate. Um, it's definitely worth the investment to get a heat pump if you're going to be there for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, it, you know, even if you're not going to be in your home for a while, if, if that's the plan, it, it, it's adding value. Right. So it's adding value to your home. The, the longevity and lifespan of these systems is upwards of 15 years. And that's, you know, just over an air conditioner alone, that's upwards of twelve thousand dollars in savings. Right. So, you know, also, like I mentioned, is a heat pump can be up to 300 times more efficient than baseboard heating. Right. It's 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 a it's a nicer heat. That's what I've heard customers say from us is, you know, when we check back with them after a couple months of of, um, of them having their system in place and they just say it's just it's a more even heat. It's a nicer heat. And there's no cold spots in their house and they get to you know decide almost almost to the decimal point of what temperature they want to keep their house at <laughs> yes i want it to be slightly balmy something like yeah, that. that's it yeah you know in the basement in the in the in the where the where the tv is for the games and stuff like that it's you know a little bit cooler and upstairs maybe a little bit warmer and you know you've got that ability to do that and yeah very very precise and let's talk about the the process for for getting a heat pump. If someone goes to Moore and Russell and they go to mrheating.com and they sign up and then you come to the house, you take a look at it and you find the exact uh, right unit for that home. Mm-hmm. Um, how long does it take? So uh, it, it, we can have it next day, right? If everything lines up, 
Um, and, you know, we do the heat loss calculation in the house. We find the right tonnage of the unit. We have it in stock, which we most likely do. Um, and then we can probably have that done the next day. So that we cater to. We always make sure that we have availability for next day in case something happens to the homeowner's current system that they're using. If it breaks and they have no heat or no, no cold in the summer. So we want to make sure we're always prepared for that next day. If we're looking at something that's, you know, replacement in terms of we're going to remove a furnace because we're removing the gases, the fuel for heating, and we need to get the energy assessment done. Um, we partner uh, with, with, with a local company here, Greener Homes, and they do the assessments. Um, we kind of have them on call on speed dial because we do a lot of business with them. So we get them in really fast through that pre-assessment. Then we go in and install the equipment and then they do the post-assessment. And that can be done within, within a few days. Now, the other important thing to think about is electrification. So we're adding electrical load onto your house. And like we mentioned is some homes here weren't designed for air conditioners, right? Um, so we make sure we do a load calculation as well. Uh, I've got a whole electrical team, um, my certified journeyman electricians here, um, looking at all of our customers and making sure their house can handle the load. When it can't, we're able to do a service upgrade through BC Hydro, right? We work with them to upgrade their electrical service so that they can handle it, right? And there's some incentives for that, for paying for that too. But um, that's part of it as well is uh, my, my advice to everybody is, is when you're talking to somebody about installing a heat pump in your home is asking the questions about the permitting and as well as the electrical load, right? Because sometimes that's overlooked, right? Is understanding how much electrical load you can put onto your current house. And that's why you need uh, the professionals at Moore and Russell, because there's a lot of Correct. those, a lot of those things. Go to mrheating.com, uh, and uh, you can find out more about heat pumps. You can go to their website, and let's talk a little bit about Moore and Russell. I mean, uh, you know, I, I know the the jingle so well. I've heard it. <laughs> yeah, I can, I, I yep. won't sing it. I promise. But uh, but Moore and Russell is such a it's it's a name that people know in the Lower Mainland, and they're kind of, you've been around for a long time. So tell me just quickly about Moore and Russell and the and the story of Moore and Russell. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Moore and Russell has has been in in the community for for decades now, right? So, uh, supplying heating and cooling and and, and home comfort, right? Because that's that's really what it is. It's not just a box we're putting in your basement. It's 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 understanding how your company how your family wants to be comfortable in their home. Um, we've got um, I've got. 68 trucks that are out on the road every day. I've got a team of electric, of, of journeyman electricians, journeyman uh, gas pipe fitters, technicians. We are open 24-7 for any kind of service if something breaks down or whatever. And we don't charge emergency rates at night. We know that we're in the home comfort business. We know that things go wrong at 2 a.m., not always at 5 p.m. when you're home or, you know, Saturday afternoon. And we feel you shouldn't have to pay a penalty for that. So you call us at 2 a.m., we'll be out there, we're going to charge you the regular rate for that. Um, and we spend a lot of time with our home comfort advisors and our install technicians and our service technicians, training them on the equipment, training them to make sure it's the right equipment that they have. Because again, this can be a substantial investment into the home, uh, your home or you know everybody's home. Yeah. So we want to make sure that once we leave and everything's done, you're happy and you're comfortable, right? We have industry-leading guarantees um, that make sure that you are going to 
love your new home comfort system. And if not, we're going to make it right. Moore and Russell, the people to call. Go to mrheating.com. That's their website. And you can learn all you need to know about things like heat pumps. Uh, Rory Stubbs, thank you so much for talking to us. Martin, thank you very much and have a great day. Awesome. Rory Stubbs from Moore and Russell. And as I say, it's mrheating.com. Still to come, today marks the very scary anniversary of the worst prison riot and hostage taking ever in BC. I'll tell you that story and also tell you about a great new book available connected to that story at BC Penn. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and today was a very scary day in the Lower Mainland in 1978. Today, on this day, January 28th, 1978, in New Westminster, just after 10.30 in the morning at the maximum security BC Penitentiary, five inmates smashed through the glass of the visitor's area, and armed with knives, they hold 13 people hostage. It would turn out to be the longest prison hostage in BC history. Uh, And once they had the hostages, one of the convicts demanded a telephone and phoned, who else? CKNW Radio to publicize their demands. The inmates told CKNW that they not only had knives, but also several 38 caliber revolvers. The hostage takers all had a long list of convictions ranging from armed robbery to murder. The ordeal actually started as an escape attempt when they stabbed a guard, Roy Yasuda, four times in the throat. But as they were attempting to get away to a waiting getaway car, they were blocked by another guard, so they were stuck. And that's when they smashed the windows and took the hostages. On the phone to CKNW, they laid out their demands, which they said were non-negotiable. Among those demands were food, the pain medication Demerol, uh, a transfer of some of the inmates to a prison in Quebec, and they wanted to have a press conference to talk about the conditions at the BC Pen. The BC Penitentiary had been in use since 1898, and it was sometimes referred to as Canada's answer to Alcatraz. It was a tough place. By the late 1970s, it had become notorious for its use of solitary confinement. That had led to hunger strikes and a few legal challenges by prisoners trying to have a solitary confinement session declared as cruel and unusual. And probably because of those conditions, there had been a lot of riots and violent hostage takings at BC Penn. That included at least 12 between 1970 and 1976 leading up to this one. During the hostage situation that I'm talking about that happened on this day in 1978, one of the hostage takers would kind of become the face of it, get a lot of press. His name was Andy Bruce, and it wasn't his first time involved in prison violence. Andy Bruce had a long criminal record. Most notably, he was convicted of the contract killing of a Vancouver woman. He shot her while the woman's seven-year-old daughter watched. His payment for that hit, reportedly, was an ounce of heroin. He got life for that in 1970. Bruce was part of a prison uprising back in 1975 that ended with the death of a prison social worker named Mary Steinhauser. 
Ironically, Steinhauser was an outspoken critic against the use of solitary confinement in the prison. In that incident, she was taken hostage at knife point, and she was kind of a hero. She actually volunteered to be the principal hostage. After a 41-hour standoff, police moved in to try to rescue her and the rest of the hostages, and they started shooting at the inmates, accidentally shooting and killing Mary Steinhauser, who was being held as a human shield in front of Andy Bruce. So now we fast forward to 1978. Andy Bruce and the other inmates are holding 13 hostages. And as I say, it all started on this day, January 28th in the morning, would continue for an entire week as negotiations between the inmates and the correctional service would continue. Uh, By February 4th, there were just three prisoners remaining because the other ones gave themselves up and a few hostages, and that's when they surrendered. Miraculously, nobody was killed in 1978. That surrender was made after an agreement that all the inmates involved except for Andy Bruce would be transferred to the Millhaven Prison in Ontario. In the years following the hostage-taking, the conditions of solitary confinement used at BC Penn would be ruled a violation of the Canadian Bill of Rights. The prison would officially be closed in 1980. And what happened to Andy Bruce? He would finally get parole in 2010. He would be arrested and put back in jail in 2016 at the age of 68 after witnesses reported seeing a man masturbating at a bus stop near Broadway and Kingsway, just outside the Kingsgate Mall. When the police showed up, he threatened them with a can of pepper spray. And if you want to read more about Mary Steinhauser, the social worker who was killed in that uh, one of those hostage takings at BC Penn, her sister, Margaret Franz, wrote a great book that came out in 2021 called Between Blade and Bullet. It's available on Amazon and better yet, at most local bookstores as well, Blade and Bullet. And that's it for this edition of the Van- of Vancouver Consumer. We'll be back next Saturday at 2 p.m. I'm Martin Strong. Thanks to our producer, Leo Coelho. The news on CKNW is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.